when it's recording. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Royals podcast supported by our good friends at Blue Collar Street Food. I do miss a bit of Blue Collar Street Food before a game. So our usual host, Paul Mann, is uh, taking a bit of a break. Uh, the games have come thick and fast, so he's having a bit of time off. So the honour and the privilege of hosting the Elm Park Royal podcast is is mine today. I'm Eric. Uh, to help me along, I've got Mr. Reading fan man himself, Alex Everson. Hello. Eric, it's a pleasure to join you. Thank you very much. Thanks for being here. And we also have Mr. Matt Lansley. Hello. Good evening. Four on the bounce. Could things be possibly better? I was going to say, absolutely brilliant. Change of host, but no change of results. I had this whole little script prepared. I was going to say, you know, Paul had a 100% record. We need to get the old host back, but no change in results. So a 1-0 win for Reading against a very strong Watford side. Um before the game, we had a bit of an injury crisis, Araruna and Joao going down in the last match. And we also hear before the game that Ajaria is missing. So what did you think when we heard the team news, Alex? It's a bit worrying once you see that Ajaria is out, Joao um, on the bench, Araruna not playing. Um, you know, seeing Holmes come in for Araruna is maybe a little bit of a, not a struggle to see him play, but it's, it's not, he's not a natural right back as far as I'm aware. He's a centre-back. Um, I, I felt that, honestly, I felt the team looked quite weak. Um, it, it, I, I figured, you know, if we were able to get a draw with that first eleven, which we saw before the start of the game, then that would be a really, really good result. Uh, so Absolutely. it was, yeah, it was, I think it was, it, it, it looked a weak side, in all honesty, with all those injuries. It was the bench I'm... as well. The bench just looked so, just nothing. There was nothing really on the bench you could look to and think, oh, they, they could come on. I mean, except for Jao, right? And yeah. yeah I, I was going to say also, we've got to remember, this is a Watford side that has just come down from the from the Premier League. They've got, you know, um, players like Cathcart, Ben Foster, very experienced Premier League players, Garner on loan from Manchester United. Uh, some old players, some old Reading friends, uh, Shalabar and also Glenn Murray on the bench. Um, what did you think of that Watford side, Matt? And what were you expecting from Watford? Um, I was expecting more offensively, I have to say, um, because, you know, they've got, like you say, players like Ishmael Assar as well. How Ishmael Assar is still at championship levels. Just you look at it and you just think, what? Um, he was kept very It was kept very quiet, though, yeah, quiet, which yeah. you have to give you have to give credit to 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 the defenders, really. There was only really the time when um, he seemed to just leave more for dead, really, on the on the right hand side in the first half. Um, but I think that was more more just Liam Moore getting pulled in way too easily and beaten too easily. Um, but I mean, you look at their team and you just you just see quality all over the pitch. But I say I'd expect more from them offensively. I think they'd only scored two goals leading up to today's game, really. So it's like they're potentially not brilliant going forwards, but you look at their squad and it, it might, it almost screams of Stoke a few years ago when they came down. You looked at Stoke's team and you saw, you know, names all over the pitch. Um, but just didn't really perform. But but yeah. Yeah, but we had a, a panic start to the game. So the first 30 seconds, you have Raphael coming out, rushing out, and you're thinking, cool, this could be lively. What, what, what did you think of the first sort of 15, 20 minutes, Alex? I mean, Watford looked like they had all the kind of play in the first, I'd say, 15 minutes or so. Um, uh, Kiko, is it Femenia? I can't remember his name. The left winger for them. Uh, he, Femenia. Feminia. He 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 kind of had all the dominant, like all of the play against Tom Holmes in that first fifteen minutes, and uh, Holmes was 
not he wasn't getting ripped to shreds particularly but he really needed some help there uh Mate was playing much more as kind of an attacking right winger rather than a 4-4-2 style get back and cover your cover your right back type winger today um and for the first 15 minutes Holmes kind of was left a little bit on his own I think and he was a bit isolated Watford I think they had two early chances or at least half chances one where the ball flashed across the box um and another one which was blocked I want to say um yeah. Uh, yeah and then after that Rinomota kind of gave Holmes a bit more protection um and Reading seemed to get into the game a lot more after probably the first 20 minutes or so yeah, it feels like there was a bit of a turning point on 20 minutes. There was a handball on on Morrison outside our box, uh, and 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 James Garner steps up. Were you were you worried, Matt? Um, well, I didn't. I I didn't really know how good any of their team was at free kicks. Obviously, it was a very good position. I know what what can happen from those positions. I was a bit worried, and then when it almost breaks the crossbar like it did, my God, did it make one hell of a crack when it came off the bar. Um, but, but yeah, it, it was nowhere near it, was he? Oh, it was it, it was it was beaten. I think you know, ninety nine percent of keepers you know, aren't wouldn't have saved that if it did go in. Um, but um, but but yeah, it did seem to be a turning point because after then they didn't really look back. Watford got an injury as well. Um, it just all seemed to change change the tide of the first half really. Yeah, it was it was kind of back and forth until up until about forty two minutes, and then on forty two minutes. Um, Big George Pushka steps up. What, 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 talk us through the goal, Alex. Um, well, I mean, Holmes with the assist, obviously laying into Pushka. Pushka's actually had a very good first half. I thought he he ran ran hard all first half, although he was getting uh, he was getting out strength and out muscled against Cavaselli. But um, yeah, Holmes Holmes with the assist was really good to see a nice little pass into Pushka who held it up, and he kind of had that like spin and turn, very similar to what Zhao's had in the last last few goals that uh he's he's had um this season so far the i mean the commentary that we were listening to mentioned that there was a deflection uh i think it was probably going in anyway with i mean pushkas was what 10 yards out central i, I think pushkas was putting that one away um it's a decent finish and it's it, on all honesty it, i feel like he deserved it he, he had a good game today um he really didn't he really didn't ever struggle uh, like to get into the game like we have seen sometimes and it, it felt like he was really working hard for the team the whole game Yeah, a lot of his hold-up play as well a lot of his hold-up play and um, battling with defenders it was very it, it, it was very much like a Zhao performance really um, which you know we which had been a problem really when you looked at it in the past because you looked at Puskas could he really um, do the job that Zhao does holding up the ball battling with defenders and I think today, the the way he's come coming on, you know, we saw it at the end of last season how much he came came on really in lockdown. But today, he just he looked like a different player, really. The way the way he was holding up the ball, bringing other players into play, it was a, a, almost a perfect centre forward performance, you'd say. What, what did you think of the What did you think of the uh, the link up play, Eric, between uh, Mate and? Pushkas today? Because it, it it felt like it was much improved from when we've seen Mate and Pushkas play before. Yeah, I think both of them, they, they look like they've had improved touches, right? Improved um, hold-up play, better control of the ball. I think that's been the criticism for both Pushkas and Mate. Um, I was also going to say that the, it was a well-deserved assist for Tom Holmes. But do we think that he meant it? And what do you think of Tom Holmes' performance today, Matt? 
Um, absolutely meant it. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to say he didn't mean it. Of course, it, of course, it wasn't. It was never a scuff shot. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I thought I thought Tom. He was he was very good. I think the way I look at it, he was very good defensively. Um, I think a lot of his problems in the first half and defensively really came today when he was almost too eager coming out and easily getting pulled out of position because a lot of times he'd get pulled out of position and then that and then our right hand side Watford's left was just wide open um but I mean when he was when he was one-on-one with with people he held up very well um it's the same almost with with McIntyre when McIntyre came on defensively it was very very good um when he was battling with players but yeah no I think for, for someone who's not really a natural, or I don't think he's, we, we've said already, he's not really a natural right back. Um, he's held up more than more than well, really, you know. So yeah, I yeah. can't really have any complaints, really. And then on to the second half. I mean, I, I, I'm struggling to remember our goal really being threatened. There was a lot of to and fro, and there were some injuries. What would you make of the second half, Alex? I mean, the second half to me was very similar to the, the Barnsley game. Um, or at least the, the of the first half of the Barnsley game before they had a man sent off where Barnsley really had quite a lot of the ball but didn't really do very much with it it felt like very similar today Watford had a lot of the ball in the second half um, but I can't really remember them really creating any good chances there was a couple of chances from outside the area um, during that second half and they got fairly deep against us in the second half but it never really felt like we were under massively sustained pressure um, and it feels like it feels like that's been kind of a running theme throughout this season so far. All four games, I don't really think we've given up any major chances. Um, I mean, Barnsley had a, a header against us in the first half, but outside that, I can't really recall any player getting a really good shot away in in the box against us this season so far, where Raphael's had to make a, a wonder save or anything so far. And also not to forget, that's one scrappy Lee Tomlin goal conceded in four games, which is pretty impressive. Going back to the second half, we had um, a few chances of our, uh, of our own on 52 minutes. We had oh, 56 minutes, I think it was. We had a good Aluko cross that nearly nearly turned into an own goal. Um, we had a, a header from Pushka where he could have put his head in a little bit. But going back to Aluko, what has Paunovic done to Shawnee Aluko, Matt? What do you think? It's one of the almost best things to come out of today, I think, because, you know, we're all looking at squad squad depth because like really when, I mean, when, when, when everyone I think saw Aluko on the team sheet today, you probably look at Aluko and just see the name and think, Oh, really? Like, is, is it that bad? But I mean, you, you know, I think credit has to be given to, to Aluko, you know, to, to, to keep, to keep plodding away. I mean, how he's had a couple of loans obviously since, since he's joined. Um, but I think he said at the start of the season that, you know, it's not it's it's not the end of the road yet or something, or it was like a new him or something. And my God, today it looked like it. You know, some of those crosses he put put in from the left hand side were just lethal. You know, it, it was it, it, the, the couple you mentioned in the second half, they were they were perfect. And I mean his his running, his his passing, his link up play, everything was brilliant today. You know, you could probably argue he was the best or one of the best players on the pitch, really. You yeah, know, um, so I'd agree. I think Luko was probably man of the match for me. Mm. Um, it, every time he touched the ball, he was either laying. He, he was up here. Yeah, he was. Something happened. He was either laying it off to one of our players to keep the ball. He kept the ball very well. Um, mm. We never. He never. It, he didn't look sloppy. He didn't lose the ball any 
any particular nothing which I can remember. He never really lost the ball anywhere dangerously. Um, defensively he, as well. Defensively, yeah, he was yeah, very definitely. like. I mean, so many times he was tracking back and tackling, tackling in the the middle of the park. I mean, he was it was all over the place. Yeah, and I think another theme across the team today was just our our academy. Uh, another debut for for Dejan Tetek. He started with four academy players in the in the starting eleven, and another two came on. Uh, what what did you make of the academy players, Alex, and who who stood out for you? Um, I mean, from the academy players, I was really impressed with Richards again. Richards has just been completely, you know, blown me away in terms of how much it feels like he's progressed from last season to this season. Last season, I would have considered him maybe second choice left back maybe third behind a beta um this season he, he he's miles ahead of where blackett and abita were last season it's not even close um he was he was fantastic um outside that i think elise had a very good game again um i think he maybe faded slightly in the second half before getting taken off but his you know overall i think he had a decent decent performance still um and I mean, even outside the academy, uh, by the end of the game, we had eight players who were 25 and under on the field. We, like that is a young side. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very, very bright future. I mean, it's it, the only players over 25 were Morrison, Raphael and and um, more. And that's it. Everybody else in the team was 25 or, or younger, which is yeah. when you look at the when you're looking at who they're playing, they're playing against a team who've just come down from the Premier League. A lot of experience in the Premier League. Some of those players, Ben Foster's been playing the Premier League for what, 15 years. Uh, Cleverly was on the bench for them. I can't remember if he came on, but he was on the bench from today. He's played in the Premier League for a number of years. So these players are all very, very experienced and very good players. And yet we've got a team of youngsters, really, um, who have basically done a job on them today yeah and, and special shout out as well for for tom mcintyre he came on and replaced elise on the hour and played in in midfield so mm. matt do we think tom mcintyre has a future at central midfield or do you think it's emergency Other. um when it came on i was looking at it and i was kind of thinking i was trying to weigh up i was just sat there thinking what <laughs> um but I mean, I'd rather see him in defence than midfield. It's probably, it's very much like Liam Moore last year when Gomez brought brought Moore on in midfield. And you look at it and you just think, he might be able to do a job there, maybe for 30 minutes, but do I want him there? No. <laughs> I, no, I'd much rather him, you, you know, centre-back at, at at the back, you know, um, than than playing 90 minutes in in midfield. But, I mean, he came on defensively, he was brilliant. Like I say, it was probably, it's very much like, like Tom Holmes's performance, I think, you know, because um, for a right back, you know, Tom's, Tom had to track, track back and, you know, keep his position very well, which he probably didn't, didn't do. Um, I don't want to say, or I don't want to smash him because he was very good, but, you know, the, there was parts where he could do better at right back. And McIntyre was the same, you know, defensively, he was brilliant. Um, tackling was brilliant when it got to moving forward, you know, you could, you could tell he was a centre-back, but it, he's a centre-back playing midfield, you know? Um, so, but I don't think he's going to revolutionise his career playing in midfield. No, no it also talks of, of uh, Semedo joining on, on loan from Benfica. So hopefully we'll get those reinforcements, but I, I was really expecting a, a, a battle today, a battle of Joao, Joao Pedro for Watford, who's been spoken about quite a lot. And, Lucas Zhao, who wasn't risked in the end. But Alex, does Lucas Zhao come back in for the next game? I mean, as long as he's fit, 
yes. <laughs> I don't see why he wouldn't like it. I mean, however... I mean, however good Pushkas was today, I think the team lines up and plays a very different game once Zhao's in the team. Um, And I don't really feel like it would be particularly harsh on Pushkas to push him back to the bench. Um, I mean, I think if Zhao had been fit today, he would have started, right? So is it really a case of dropping Pushkas or is it it just bringing Zhao back into where he would have been playing anyway? Um, So I I, no, I I think Pushkas will be back on the bench next next game. I think we've got Middlesbrough away. Um, Middlesbrough away. Yeah, I think against the Neil Warnock side, you you really want a player like Lucas Zhao who can kind of back to in the air and and hold the ball up well. It's a nice problem to have, Matt. A striker who's come Mm -hmm. in and, and is in the goals and then we have our kind of top scorer main striker ready to come back hopefully next game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, like like Alex said, it's not saying that Piscas has had a bad game, you know, but I think everyone, I think, is quite accepting of the fact that, you know, Zhao is the number one striker. So, you know, if, if he's if he's fit, he plays, you know. Um, if, if, if he was fit today, he would have played, you know. Um, so I think, like he does, he, he will come straight back into the into the side. There's no point trying to tinker with formation right now to try and fit the two in the team either, um, which I think, you know, some might call for. But why? You know, why, why should we tinker with, with, with a formation, with a setup that's working right now? So, you know, Zhao's fit, he comes back in, you know, and then then you've got someone like Puskas who can come off the bench on 60, 65, 70 minutes if we need him. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a brilliant conundrum to have almost but I think it's quite a quite a simple one really to uh, to figure out in the end yeah and we have the international break coming up and we have then games Middlesbrough away followed by two games that we just have to win we have Wickham and Rotherham at home so how many points do we think we get out of those three games Alex nine nine out of nine can we keep this run I mean, going? if we get if we get nine out of nine then I think the promotion bandwagon is going to be well and truly on the way, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I think nine is a tough ask, really. I think Borough is not going to be an easy game again. I think Warnock is going to set his sides up to be very difficult to beat still. Um, away from home, that's not an easy ask. I'd probably be fairly happy if we got five points if we were unbeaten after those three I mean that's I think that's a very conservative view because Wickham we should be expecting three points from it will be yeah it will be seen as conservative yeah <laughs> <laughs> um well I think oh, I don't I, I I don't want to say it <laughs> but I really want nine. <laughs> I really want nine <laughs> points. <laughs> but, but I mean, I, I, like like Alex says, if if we come out with five points, if we come out with seven points, I think the main thing Panovic has done, he's bought himself time. You know, he's bought he's bought himself time to have to have tough games, to have performances where where you look at it and you think, you know, that really wasn't our best. Because you know, we've come out four of four out of four. You know, you can't you can't do better. So you know, if we come out with with five points, realistically, we're still probably going to be in the top four. Now, we're still going to be looking at the season and thinking, you know, we've we've got a real we've got a real chance here of you know actually having a good season. You know, pushing for, for you know top top ten, top eight for playoffs. You know, whatever it is, you know, you can look at it and think realistically we've got a chance here. But I mean, my 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 fan's head is shouting nine points. My slightly conservative head is shouting uh, seven points. I mean, anything like like Alex said, I probably I I'd, I wouldn't even really be that disappointed. I doubt with 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 five. But like, but yeah. 
No, that's that's fair enough. And then kind of last topic before we sign off. I mean, we've, we've looked convincing now. Four games out of four. Uh, we've won four. We've conceded one goal. We, we, we haven't really looked under too much threat. So question to both of you, starting with Alex. What, what has Velko Paunovic done to change this team around? Um, I mean, for me, it seems fairly obvious. It seems the team spirit is night and day versus what it was last year. Um, the start of last season, we obviously had a massive squad with players who weren't really wanting to be at, a players who didn't want to be at the club and b players the club didn't want. Um, this season, we've got a squad full of players who a want to be here and b the club want to be here. Um, he's giving every player in the club a chance, as shown by Shawnee Luko, as shown by some of the youngsters like Tetek and Holmes and. Um, I mean, who else has been on the bench? Um, Aziz was on the bench today for the first time. It, each player in the squad and in the, around the club is getting their chance um, to, to show what they can do. And, and Panovic doesn't, he hasn't really come in and gained any like preconceptions of this team, which I think is giving the players a lot of confidence in themselves. Um, and I think you can, you can see it in the, in the team. They're playing for each other. They, they want, they, they, none of them want, to I guess let the other one down, let the others down. Um, that team talk at the end of the game with all of the players and, and staff on the on the pitch, you could like they're they're there, knowing that it's like a job's done today, but there's another job in in two weeks' time, and we're not like gonna let up. Um, I mean the the story on Yaku Mate's Instagram, like the this you know I feel like it's just team it's team spirit for me. I don't feel like we have improved necessarily that much as a side um i mean correct me if either if you think i'm wrong but i think we as a first 11 and as a squad i actually don't think we're that much stronger than we were at the start of last season but it feels like we're much more i guess a together as a side and b it feels like they know what they're doing um as players there's definitely um definitely a, a show of tim spirit if you haven't checked out yaku mate's instagram stories go and and take a look some really suspect uh, dancing going on there but it, it's all positive how about you matt anything out of um other than what alex said that panovic has really done to to change our fortunes um well i i i do think the biggest thing is or the the biggest thing that stands out is the team spirit i mean like because i think i i read something i i can't remember if it was liam moore that, that that said it in the week but um but i mean he's come in and almost he's operating on a on a clean slate kind of um, thing for everyone and he's included everyone in training sessions from you know um, un- under 18s all the way up to first team and that really does it, it gives the young players a clear pathway to the, to the first team yes they're probably aided now by the fact that it's a much smaller team you know we've got out you know was it 12 13 players in the summer so we've got a much smaller smaller team you know we've almost I think what, what was in the in the team photo in the week I think we had as many you know, players under 23 and younger or from the under 23s and, and younger as we did first team, established first team players. You know, when you look at that and you think like that, that, that there's that there's real um, ethic around the team almost now that you you start putting, putting the work in, you'll be rewarded almost. Um, but I mean, I think other than other than team spirit, you know, you've got the, the defences and the organisation is the one glaring thing. You know, we've talked about it. How many chances we've conceded within within four four games is it's 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 tiny. You know, and we played some very good teams. You know, 
Derby before the season, you looked at and you thought they they could push for playoffs. We dispatched them. They had a pretty weak team, admittedly, when we played them. Um, Cardiff, you know, playoffs last year, dispatched them pretty much again without conceding a chance. You know, a very scrappy goal. And, you know, Watford now, which, you know, you'd look and you'd probably look at and think pre-season they were favourites to, to bounce straight back, you know, and they've still got a lot of their team, you know, you know, Glenn Murray came on, Ishmael Asar, Kike Firmino, you know, they, they've got a very, very good team. And we held them to, you know, what a, a, their, their best chance was a free kick. You know, they didn't really have anything in open play. I, I, I don't even think um, Raphael made a save. So, I mean, defensively, it's just chalk and cheese. You know, we'd have, I think under, under Stam, you know, there was, in his first season, there was points where we were resolute defensively, but not necessarily good. You know, when was the last time we were very good defensively? You know, you're probably looking all the way back at um, McDermott when we when we went up, um, and I think that really is the one of the one of the main things, as well as going forwards. We're a lot better going forwards now. We've got absolutely having, was a... we're having chances, and we're we're converting them. You know, I think that was a stat for today. I don't know how much today will. Um, contribute to it but I think it was out of 20 shots we'd had 14 were on target it's an exceptional stat really and today I think it was nine shots four on target for us today you know we're just like going forwards we're we're very much better as well so it's there was an interesting comment on on our periscope actually post-match today around that 11-12 and and how it felt like there was a similar vibes in terms of that team spirit and the, the whole win next game mantra which went on that season if the whole kind of, I guess, uh, momentum building, it, it feels very similar. I can, I, Momentum's a powerful thing in, in sports. And congratulations to Mr. Lansley for the longest answer in podcast history. <laughs> thanks very much. Um, thanks a lot, chaps, for, for joining us. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be back with some kind of transfer special if we uh, manage to sign some players. If not, uh, we'll probably be back with... I'm hoping as well, our usual host, Mr. Mann, for a Middlesbrough preview in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, in the, in the great words of Mr. Mann, come on, you ours. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers.